Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. So today we're talking to CBD business owners, and we're talking about expanding your business internationally and what that means for brand protection. So by the end of this episode, you'll be able to understand the considerations for international expansion and how to protect your brand, which is what we're all about. Absolutely. So as you're moving forward, what we always like to do here for our podcast records is break these down into our three mini conversations. So for the first uh, part of the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, how you'll learn what to consider for your international expansion, followed by strategies for preparing your brand for that. And then eventually, how you're going to protect your brand uh, as you move across and expand internationally. Right. And if you're joining us live, please jump into the conversation and let us know, are you considering expanding internationally with your CBD business? You can leave the answer to that in the comments section. And if you're joining us later, we'd love it if you'd post your questions or comments and we'll get to those in next week's chat. All right. Well, let's take it away here. So we also have our free downloadable uh, one sheet with every episode, and it's how to harness the four C's of communication. This is a big one here uh, on the Move the Stairs podcast. (laughs) It is. So make sure you log on to uh, movethestairs.com and you can grab that for free. All right. Let's get going. So today we'd like to to welcome Sarah Dernell who's Joy Organics Domestic and International Partnership Advisor. So, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to talk to you today. Uh, Well, thank you for having me. So I'm interested. Well, let's first say Hannah Smith was going to join us, but she's a little bit under the weather. So, Sarah, we got your expertise, and we are thrilled to have it. So we (laughs) we just read that Joy Organics, who and you're based in Fort Collins, Colorado, right? Yes, yes. Yes. But you're expanding to Hong Kong, and this is like so exciting. Yes, it is very exciting. It was daunting for a long time, and we just jumped in with both feet and are learning just a a multitude of things about the Hong Kong markets and um, trying to take it by storm. Fantastic. We are so excited to get to to pick your brain about this. So when you're thinking about it, what is the number one consideration 
for the brand, for Joy Organics, when expanding, when deciding whether to expand internationally or deciding how to expand internationally? Right. Yeah. So that is, I mean, such a good question. It um, was a little daunting at first, especially because we dabbled to begin with, um, just trying to learn the market. CBD is such a difficult thing to navigate, even in the United States sometimes, much less country to country. So, um, and then at the beginning of our um, real launch, uh, COVID hit. So we we put everything on hold, um, especially because the number one factor was that um, transporting um, the, the goods, especially through customs. We like to do everything by air, not by sea at this phase. Um, it just became pretty astronomical to get product over. So we put that on hold, um, like just like so many things got put on hold for a little while. And now we're really excited to, to jump into it. And uh, we decided on the Hong Kong market simply because that's where we got the most organic interest. Uh, we didn't go into a PR strategy in any particular country. Uh, What we did was make uh, our information available on our website and we put some SEO in place to be found. And Hong Kong came out as the clear leader um, besides Australia, but um, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Australia is kind of a no-no for us right now. Um, But yeah, it's a really organic start to, to how we've done things. That's uh, a really interesting answer, you know, leveraging C, uh, SEO, looking at how your website metrics kind of helped um, build that, you know, customer loyalty or what could be customer loyalty in the international market. And that's one of our three uh, pillars here for Brand Protection PR to MNC Communications, um, the customer loyalty, insider media relations, which just means, you know, how we think and can react and kind of get into the brains of, um, you know, media and also the opportunity and crisis forecasting. So I'm really excited throughout this podcast to pick your brain about each of those three topics, Sarah. So I think we take them one at a time and um, kind of see how you and your team work to get to where you are today. Right. So you've had to develop a customer base and PR is obviously part of that mix. So what's your plan for getting and keeping customers in Hong Kong and developing that customer loyalty in a brand new market that where you don't even speak the language? (laughs) Well, we're very fortunate that English is the international language of business. Um, So definitely have some some um, advantages there. Um, Also, just, uh, you know, the, the very first thing that I made it a point to do is get to know the culture, get to know, you know, there, not only do we have the time zone to deal with, but, um, you know, definitely knowing how um, business is done in Hong Kong is, is very important. And that goes for any country that you're going to expand into. The cultural differences is really, really important to research. So uh, it's, it's just a matter of, like I said, we went to an organic approach to begin with, um, just having information on our website, being able to be found. Um, around the world, and then being able to see what uh, manifests itself um, without a huge amount of PR. Once we saw that Hong Kong was emerging as um, a market that was definitely interested, um, and keep in mind, they're very green right now. They um, are where we were years ago. Um, So we're kind of starting over in a new market. Um, The big part of that um, is 
you know, get that that press release out, get that distributed. And um, as as Hannah would have told you if she could have been here, um, it, having an organic um, communication, a very sincere con communication with journalists is just an excellent strategy. Really, you can send out a general press release, but sometimes it's going to take getting a, a company that can translate uh, in for your region. It's going to take um, relationships with um, journalists who are familiar enough with the CBD space, but also want to learn more. So definitely having those things in mind to get the interest, and then keeping the interest because you've got you've got two sets two right. sets of customers business to business and then business to consumer depending on on how you want to expand internationally I would think that there is a great opportunity to use education because you have great education on your website I love your website um, in Thank fact you. I, I I use your sav almost every day and uh, <laughs> I just, you know, that, that education piece and the fact that there's always new education because we're, we're constantly learning more as more and more research comes out would give you an opportunity to really have a lot to talk to your um, customers in the U.S., but also in Hong Kong about, especially if they're starting from um, behind where we are, you have so much information that you can repurpose over there because they haven't seen it. It's all new to them. Is that, is that right? Is that, am I on the right track there? You hit the nail on the head. Um, and, and it was very, it's very daunting space when you first get started. And we have been through so much and we have so much education out there now on our YouTube page. Uh, we have anything from how to develop your SEO to compensate for not being able to do Google ads, for example. We've got um, all the way down to uh, a, an educational video playlist that will train your employees on each of our pro products. So we're able to push that into a new market and show, hey, we've been there, we've done that, and we've got things in place um, for their success. But, but really, education is huge. Um, right now, not a lot. The, the biggest, the most popular product is a tincture that you would put under your tongue. Right. They are familiar with that concept, but they don't necessarily know why. Uh, and, and it's really important getting right down to, to the endocannabinoid system and talking to people about what's happening within the body. And then, okay, here's the product that you can use. Um, and here's what we see the benefits. I just feel like this is a master class. I hope that people are taking notes because oh, no. I, yeah, I mean, it's like the, um, you know, the sensitivity to the, the, the new culture and, and education and then this um, direct conversations with, um, with media I, I, and then backed up with everything that you have available on the website is just a phenomenal amount of outreach and really respectful outreach. I think that's what it strikes me the most about it. Yes. I love that phrase, respectful outreach. You've got to know where your audience is in their, in their journey within the CBD space. Uh, and it's easy. It's really easy to overwhelm people, <laughs> especially if you're going to get into the cultivation of the hemp, the extraction, um, you know, what's happening within the body, like I mentioned. But um, yeah, it's, uh, 
it is a lot to take in. And what we tried to do is just start people with the basics. Uh, one thing about Hong Kong that we cannot do in the United States is they are able to, they're able to quote specific, uh, specific ailments and right. what mm-hmm. a particular product would do for that. I was so wondering about interesting. That. That's huge. That's a huge difference, right? It's yeah. a huge difference. Here's yeah. our issue is that we still do everything according to FDA regulations on our label. So if somebody wants to private label through us, we still are going to do compliant labels to the United States. Mm-hmm. So we have not branched into any kind of labeling Hong Kong um, rules, uh, any kind of standards that they're doing that where they simply need to present their product as a as a U.S. product to the Hong Kong market. You know, it's interesting. We work with um, Greenheart out of Ireland and the EU is even more stringent than the U.S. is. So here you're going to Hong Kong, which is so smart because of how you determined what that target audience was going to be. Um, and you, you're using the education and you're and you're able to talk about this. I'm really interested if I wanted to drill down on how are you getting customers? Is it be, are you are you relying on your B2B and then they're educating their customers or are you educating customers directly to who Joy Organics is? Great question. What we've decided to do for this phase of expanding into Hong Kong is work only business to business. There are really some challenges with shipping individual consumer orders directly to Hong Kong um, between the customs paperwork and which carriers will do what. We've decided to focus on business to business. So what I do is try to get these businesses to understand. um, I would say nine out of 10 people coming to us right now are pursuing a business opportunity where a lot of people come to us domestically because they want to help others if that makes sense there's two different motivations so most of the hong kong professionals i'm working with see this as a monetary opportunity Mm -hmm. and so then we've got to put the why behind that so we're starting with the businesses getting them to understand what cbd is what the cbd space is then all the details of the logistics of getting it to them talk to them about marketing, um, having them do their own research on what they can and can't say, because we're not experts on that. I think that that just shows that you've done your research in terms of target market. So, you know, one of the things that we do when we're working with clients is really define that target market. And then you can figure out what's the messaging and what's the information that market needs and what's going to resonate with them. So I think that's really, really smart. So now it's your turn In the comments section, I want you in podcast land to tell us what do you think would be the best tactic to develop loyal customers? And we've heard some amazing, amazing uh, tactics from Sarah from Joy Organics. Um, But let us know, what do you think what would would be the best tactic to develop loyal customers in a foreign expansion? And don't forget, we've got the free downloadable, the four C's of communication. You can log on to movethestairs.com and get that and start working that into your messaging and really watch some things change for you. And remember, Move the Stairs means that you take what life gives you or you look for opportunities like Sarah has and you make the absolute most of them. You don't worry about 
if only this, or could it be changed for that? If, if I only had this, things would be so much better. No, you look at what you have and you really focus in and you make the most of it and you move the stairs. So we mentioned this um, earlier here, um, you know, brand protection, PR, insider media relations, um, looking at some of those ways you can make inroads and networking with reporters. And I got to tell you, it's tough enough to do here in the United States, uh, Sarah. So how has your team kind of gone about to forge those relationships um, in a foreign country like Hong Kong? Well, um, what we started with was just a really well-written press release. And uh, I, I will tell you, we've used all the most expensive tools uh, domestically, anything that you can distribute um, electronically. But what it comes down to is, is choosing some good channels, focusing on those, seeing what gets, what gets back to you organically, and then uh, following up, it's not just about one press release and being done. Um, it's about really forging those relationships with journalists, um, which I'm sure you could help people You've with. You've seen a lot of <laughs> nodding heads here. Yeah, I'm like, wow, yes. that, was a, that was a good statement. Okay. Was. Um, Sarah, so I, Sarah, I, Sarah, let me interrupt you for a minute. You may not know this, but we're all former journalists. So oh, the, our whole team are former yeah. journalists who've worked from the smallest stations up to the networks. And so we are right there with you. And we think that it, the relationship building is what really matters when it comes down to it, not the broad brush release that could, you know, you could get millions of impressions, but are they the impressions for the right people? Right. Exactly, exactly. And that's one thing about Joy Organics is we are a very transparent, um, organically based company as far as relationships from the way that Hannah handles communication um, to the way our, our sales process works. We're about the transparency, the connection, the relationship. In fact, we call our customers partners because we are in there for them to help them succeed. Obviously, um, the trickle-down effect is, is very good for us. Plus, we get to have the CBD out into the world, which is life-changing. That's right. Absolutely. But when I want to ask um, out in podcast land, how would you reach out to foreign journalists? How would you go about really developing those relationships? Because when it comes right down to it, if you want to get that story in, that relationship can make all the difference in the world. It'll save you time. It will save you money. And the tone and tenor of whatever they're writing is going to be better. I can promise you if you have a relationship and they're not just writing it off a release. Would you agree, Sarah? Oh, absolutely. And that's why I like um, opportunities to speak versus just having, you know, a standard article from a journalist based off of the press release. It does start to look canned, especially when several publications are writing this, almost the exact same thing. So, you know, really the, um, getting that relationship so you can get the interview and you can enhance things anytime you've got a forum like this, a podcast. Um, a webinar is really going to behoove you to to jump right into those. That's such a great point. Yep. And you know, as, as, since we're talking about journalists and, and building these relationships with journalists, we want to look ahead just for a moment to next week uh, to um, next move the stairs in a couple of weeks, actually, um, where you are going to hear from a reporter. Um, and so we'll get this. You know, talking about insider media relations, you're going to hear from a reporter about what she likes and doesn't like in a story pitch. And so Sarah, if you have any thoughts on like, if you get to talk to a reporter who covers cannabis, what would you ask about 
um, how to get your message out, how to get your story out. What would be those biggest questions that that percolate in your head that you would love to get a straight answer from a journalist about? I would love to know from a journalist what really piques their interest. Uh, you know, ask them. The first question is why. Why are you reaching out? What did you What did you like about that press release? And what was not included in that press release that you would like to know? So I think that um, a press release really should be a, approached as a teaser. And Hannah can can tell you this that it is the responses and those. Um, opportunities to expand that are going to be the most valuable. Absolutely. It's fascinating uh, feedback there. We're going to have to pass that soundbite along to our reporter friend in a couple of weeks. There. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to topic number three here, predicting both opportunities and challenges in messaging. That is the third part of brand protection PR and man, expanding to an international market. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of that probably on both sides. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna we're going to see that um, as things get more regulated in the United States, the international market's going to jump in. Um, right. So many people do watch what the United States does with business policies and regulations and such. So this is the time to be poising yourself. Um, you don't want to wait uh, until everybody's jumping into the market. So that's what our that's what our philosophy is here. And uh, brand protection is very, very important. There's a number of, of regulations from country to country that you have to keep up with. For example, we thought UK was going to be our first market. And then they went into novel food registration. Right. And it's extremely um, difficult to get that. And so we have decided to focus just on topicals in the UK, but that is not going to be our primary market. That's why everything that we did was narrowed down to Hong Kong as far as our PR for now. That's so funny. I have some friends in London and we sent them some beard oil because the husband has this great big beard and it had CBD in it. And he's like, we cannot get that out of customs for love nor money. <laughs> he's like, here's some like CBD oil from Colorado. And the customs in London was like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> that's that's a whole that's a whole nother topic that's a whole nother podcast about right. talking about customs <laughs> and having the right it's really so important to have the right partnerships if you're going to expand internationally uh, we have an amazing freight forwarder who acts as a consultant they are also who most of our hong kong people choose to use for forwarding but the biggest thing is to know customs sometimes the laws in a country don't even match what customs knows. You got to you got to go with what customs will release. <laughs> so I also think it's very interesting. I'm sure you have people on the ground. You know, I just think about last summer <laughs> and the craziness that happened so quickly where we had so much cultural change in our country that you had to respond to. Um, and I would think when you're dealing with a foreign country, you don't want to be three or four days behind, because if you're not on top of that kind of stuff, it can really hurt your business. So how do you deal with that? Because we always talk about forecasting for both opportunities and challenges so that you're prepared and you're not caught flat footed. How do you deal with that when you're in a foreign country like Hong Kong? 
you know, it goes back to knowing the culture a little bit, but one of the biggest things that, that I have to do is set expectations on communication uh, because of the time differences. And I, I, I shift my work hours around uh, depending on whether it's a domestic or international day and make things available, but also using the tools that they use for business. For example, WhatsApp. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't exactly. survive without it. A lot of Zooms. So because we're not going to be having face-to-face -face meetings right. and it's so much better to be looking in people's uh, eyes when, when, when you're talking. So, um, you know, it's really about, um, staying as relevant as you can and proactively giving information versus waiting for them to come to you with questions. So a lot of proactive, telegram? a lot of connection. Do you use Telegram, Sarah? At all? No. No. Oh, check Telegram out. We use Telegram a oh. lot with our Irish, um, with our Irish company. Um, oh, and wonderful to know. It it really it's it's pretty amazing who's on Telegram as well. But I think that's that's phenomenal. You have to be able to know what's going on, and you know, with you doing both domestic and are you going to be doing both for a long time? Because I would think you'd never sleep. <laughs> No, no. We're in fact we're just transitioning into having a dedicated international department. So, um, but you know, you don't you don't just drop people you've been working with for three years and tell them too bad, so sad. I'm going away. Right, right. <laughs> so they, there is a transition plan in place. How many um, hours ahead is is Hong Kong? Is it 15 or 18? 14, I believe. 14. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so you're really working in different days. Yes. Yeah, and the nice thing is, is having gotten to know the um, business culture in Hong Kong, they are very used to doing international business. Mm -hmm. So it's not phasing them a whole lot. I, you know, that was something I thought there'd be a lot of objections. Because quite honestly, um, in the United States, there's an instant gratification type of communication, right? I mean, we're used to getting text returns like that yeah. but i'm finding that with the hong kong partners they understand what it means to do international business especially with the united states so it's been refreshing how about journalists do they also because journalists also expect you know our rule is 15 minutes you turn if you get a request you turn it around in 15 minutes you're at least on the phone with them finding out more about what they want so but i would think if somebody's calling you from hong kong do they have a, an, an expectation that it's going to it could be ours or even tomorrow? You know, that's a good question for Hannah because she handles all of our PR. I, and just knowing the culture of our company, I am sure that it's an instant, it's an instant response. Um, but you know, if they're in, if they're emailing her in the middle of the night, um, it's just right. going to be how how right. it pans out. <laughs> it reminds me of being in the newsroom, guys. Right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, night, you're going to go. sleeping in the newsroom. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I would love to um, ask you in podcast land how you would deal with opportunities and challenges in a foreign country um, and, and how you would think about it. I think, you know, not many companies are doing what you're doing, um, Sarah. You're really at the forefront of this. And so you're a trailblazer from that standpoint. So I'm, so many people I would think listening are like, wow, I never thought of this or there's so much to think about this. So I, it's, it's phenomenal to have this time to talk to you and, and listen to how you deal with the opportunities and challenges. I have one last question for you. And that is, is there any opportunity that came up that you weren't expecting that um, 
you were like, wow, that was a, a get I never thought about. That was a real positive I never thought about. Anything like that? And I'm, I'm hitting you cold with this question. So if you don't have an answer, do not worry. So. Well, no, that's fine. It's um, Hong Kong in general was a surprise. It really was. Like I said, we started it in the UK. We thought that we thought that was going to be the most synergistic. And it ends up that Hong Kong is where the United States was five years ago. Wow, that's great. And so that that was the big, you know, just keeping your eyes open, you know, and start small, do baby steps. You yep. know, everything doesn't have to be perfect. As you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's about realizing that you can work things out as you go along. Just jump in and do it. Love that. I love that. Jump in and do it and move those stairs. Right, guys? Exactly. Well, thank you so much. And we're just going to recap right here very quickly to what we talked about today on Move the Stairs, what to consider. And you gave us some great consideration, Sarah, for international expansion, how to prepare your brand for international expansion. I particularly love those, you know, very um, respectful uh, interactions that you talked through and then how to protect your brand internationally and how to think about those opportunities that, uh, you know, kind of percolate up out of nowhere and jump on them. So thank you so much, Sarah. We really, really appreciate your, uh, conversation today on move the stairs. I was so happy to be here. A great podcast. Thank you. Well, thanks so much. We're honored to have you. And, and we want you to know if you're listening, you know, we can help you at any time. Drop us a line. If you have any questions, there are so many ways to get a hold of us. You can do it on social. You can do it on YouTube. There's like a thousand different ways. Um, any place that you're going to look at, you're going to be <laughs> <Instagram>. <laughs> We are on WhatsApp and we we're are everywhere. That's right. So if you're listening in Hong Kong and you got a question, we're here. So thanks so much. We have, hope you have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you real soon.